All right, where do you want to start with spoilers, Jonah? Let's just start at the beginning. Okay. Um, you know, because, you know, we open up with uh, with Brad Pitt on a job. He's got this woman on the phone. And her voice is instantly recognizable yep. to me as Sandra Bullock. So I don't know if it was, you know, when she shows up at the very end, I don't know if that was supposed to be like, oh, she's in this or, or yeah. something. Because I, like, I knew that was her the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it, I think there's a clip or something that gave it away. I, I knew she was in it. I saw a clip or something. I can't remember, but yeah, I always knew yeah. it was her because of that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. And uh, yeah, and so uh, he's you know got to get on this train. He's got to do this job. He's actually filling in for somebody who called in sick, <laughs> yeah. and that's an important part. That's an yes. important plot point. That is such <laughs> a throwaway line when it's used. Yep. That you almost you don't even think of it. And he mentions the the guy's name. Is it uh, was it Carver? He mentions the name a couple more times. Yes, he's he's known as the Vanisher. I yeah, believe. he's like I hate that I hate that guy. <laughs> and so he he mentions it a couple of times. But again, it's such a throwaway plot point, yeah. seemingly a throwaway plot point, that you kind of forget about it. <laughs> and so he gets on this train. He easily finds this case that he's looking for. That was the easiest part. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, and then. Uh, he first meets, uh, you know, kind of right away, uh, you know, you meet a couple of the other characters like Tangerine and Lemon and this kid that they're escorting that they've rescued, so to speak. Yep. Um, but you immediately meet uh, the wolf and you kind of get a little bit of this story. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he and the wolf battle, uh, which is an amazing fight scene. <laughs> yes. It is so well choreographed and hilarious. At the same time, uh, it's such a great fight. I, I even want more of the wolf because he seems like a really cool character. Sure. Um, Before he, he dies, right? Him. And he died. Yep. Right, yeah. Because yep. even Pitt was like, are you serious? <laughs> yep. And there was uh, one of the other things, too. And I actually I kind of thought when they said it, I kind of thought it was going to come into the film. And it did. And that was the missing boom slang that was stolen from the zoo. Yeah. I, uh, I knew that was going to come back somehow. I did not know. For those that may not know, it's a venomous snake. And uh, and so you have all of these different incidences sort of happening at once. Yep. Right? You've got this boy who's pushed off of a roof and is in critical condition or he's in the hospital. And his his dad is mourning. His father, is, who is the elder, is overly critical uh, you know, for not being there, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And the dad wants to, you know, get back at the person who's responsible. So he ends up in this train to meet the person that pushed his son off the roof. Right. Uh, which it turns out it is this bright blue eyed. <laughs> I mean, at what age do you think she is playing in this movie? 16, 17? I, I don't know. That would be even more interesting because I know in real life she's like early 20s. But yeah, that would be super interesting if she's actually a younger character than that yeah i mean good her, yeah she she's one of those that maybe it's the outfit that she just comes across as as sort of teenager yep um who ends up uh getting the upper hand on this dad and comes to find out that she wants to kill this mob boss it's funny because as you try to explain this film like out loud, yeah. There's so many pieces to it. That yeah, you're miss you. You are going to miss something. Oh, for sure. So as we're as we're doing this, I know there's things that I'm leaving out. That oh I'm yeah, for, not forgetting about. But there's just so much 
That's why I think it deserves a second viewing at least because I think you'll be able to pinpoint even more things. Yeah. Yeah, because you essentially have uh, Prince, who is this teenage girl. Yep. uh, And this dad, uh, Andrew Koji. Um, You have kind of this plot going on. You've got Tangerine and Lemon escorting this kid. And what you find out is the kid that they're escorting is the son of a mobster uh, named White Death. (laughs) And you find out that this prince, this teenage girl, is setting up this dad as a fall guy to to assassinate the White Death. Right. And then this case that Brad Pitt is after contains all of the ransom money that they had essentially got that lemon and tangerine had gotten back when they rescued the sun. <laughs> Am I missing anything there? Or is that kind of set up? That sounds pretty good. Points? Yeah. Sounds okay. pretty good. Uh, you then have this, you meet this other assassin down the road uh, who is played by, and I'm going to mess up this. Is it uh, Zazie beats? Yes. Uh, the Hornet who is Domino from Deadpool two, right? Yep. Which was uh, so, surprising to me that that was she was in this film. I was like, "Holy shit, that's her!" Like, wow, yeah. kind of a low grade part, yeah. but cool. Because you don't meet her until the last. I mean, yeah, the last pretty much minutes in. Yeah, that's kind of when you meet her. Yep. Even though she sort of had a hand in it the whole time. She's the Hornet. Uh, yeah, because uh, you know chaos ensues again. Because what happens is you got the the kid that Lemon and Tangerine have rescued. He ends up dead. They think it's Brad Pitt that did it. Uh, so they're going after Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's just trying to survive. Um, he thinks he's got bad luck, which his luck is not the greatest in this. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, and, because there's uh, past jobs, right? Where uh, well, he was like, was he on a stakeout? And then some dude decided to jump off a building onto his car. Yeah. <laughs> just happened to land on his car. Landed on top of the car. <laughs> and there was something yeah. else, too. But yeah. yeah, so there there is a lot of these different... You know, again, plot points that are set up, these threads that are seemingly unconnected. And what you you find out is they're all completely connected. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and again, it's not even until closer to the end when when you realize that. Um, and a lot of that has to do with who the white death is. Mm-hmm. And I was so happily surprised to see who the white death was when he came oh, on. I was so shocked. I'm such a big Michael Shannon fan. Yeah. He was so fucking good. He was. He's so good at being creepy. And Russian. Um, and in this, he's Russian. And he just, he nailed it. Who'd you, uh, did you have a guess before? So, you know, it's weird because in my head, I, I kept going to like, um, I knew that it wouldn't have been David Carradine because he's dead. Right. And so then I was going to like uh, Christopher Lambert type. Oh shit! Character that would have been interesting because I was thinking like the guy. You know, you get these flashback scenes where the White Death is cutting through this mafia mm-hmm. guy's army as he's taking control, and he's good with a sword. He's white. He mm-hmm. looks older even in those flashback scenes, and so I was totally expecting it to be somebody like that. I don't not necessarily Christopher Lambert, but. Right. If it was Christopher Lambert, I would have been tickled for that but, too. But I take it like, uh, like similar to what I was thinking, it was a is going to be a star who is this, playing this part, yeah, right? Yeah, I, yeah, had to be. Yeah, had to be someone big. Yeah. Oh yeah, 
And I was so like, George Clooney? I, uh, like, nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was I was tickled to see uh, that it was Michael Shannon. That was a cool reveal. So good. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my God. I think maybe I knew before he took the sunglasses off, but I was like, oh my God, it's him. Like, perfect. Yeah. That's how you that's how you do it. Yep. That's a good so, build up. One of the things that you learn, and again, spoilers here, is that all of these people are on the train because of him. He basically got them all onto the train. Right. And so uh the uh especially and a lot of it had to do with him wanting to uh seek revenge for the death of his wife. Uh and that's kind of where the biggest like uh, twist for me came up. And again, and it harkened back to what I was talking about earlier on with Brad Pitt filling in for somebody who called in sick. Yes. Is that person who called in sick was the one responsible for killing his wife and it was mistaken identity. Right. Yep. And Brad Pitt was like, yeah, that's not even me. That was, <laughs> that was somebody else. And that guy's a dick. Spoiler. Yeah, another spoiler. It was Ryan Reynolds. Who, <laughs> yeah, I think was, that was an uncredited role, but uh, yeah. You know why he, he appeared saying. in this film? It was because uh, Pitt appeared in uh, Deadpool 2, so he owed yeah. him. So that's why he was in I it. Figured, uh, I figured that was uh, that was the case, or there was a little bit of crossover. Yeah. Um, and then the other surprising cameo who always makes me laugh is Channing Tatum, <laughs> which I, I believe was also an accredited role. And so I'm wondering if maybe there was some crossover with that uh, movie with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum that also had Brad Pitt in it. Yes, you are correct. Uh, I thought that too. Ago. There must have been some sort of discussion going on where they're like, yeah, Brad Pitt's like, yeah, I'll do this if you do this kind of thing. Well, because, so, yeah, Brad Pitt's look kind of looked was the same to me in those two films. I, and I yeah. wonder if they were just doing bo- filming both at the same time. Well, basically, Bullock agreed to... Uh, Originally, Lady Gaga, I guess, was going to play Maria, Sandra Bullock's character, but House of Gucci already started filming, so she couldn't do it. Mm. So uh, Sandra Bullock agreed to do it if Pitt would cameo in The Lost City. So that's probably how they got another cameo from that film, Channing Tatum. So, yeah, it was like they're all shooting at the same time, it it seems. And Channing Tatum was awesome, though. (laughs) That was so good. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, so you have, you know, as these different battles ensue, you got people getting killed off. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked uh, how, you know, Lemon, Brian Tyree Henry's character, could read people. And yes. he kind of gets the drop on, uh, he gets the drop on Prince and uh, mm-hmm. and Kimura, the dad, at one point, and he ends up shooting the dad, but in turn gets shot in what is apparent or seemingly killed yes um you know by the girl and uh <laughs> and uh i think brad pitt gets blamed for that as well if i'm not mistaken yes um, he has an altercation with uh tangerine which yeah. sadly well wait, no i'm sorry wait was it oh no 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 never mind they they made up kind of at one point they did make up um and then uh, Tangerine at one point gets the drop on the girl. Yes. Because he knows that he, he realizes that she's the one that actually killed Lemon. Because she had a sticker on the on her back from his yep. brother who placed it on there. And yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, he, he realizes that. Uh, but Brad Pitt kind of comes in. They tussle a little bit. 
Yeah. Tangerine gets unfortunately shot in the throat. Which I was so bummed because I was like, I, I know before I saw this film, there was talk about these two, the twins, getting their own film maybe or spinoff. And it's like, well, shit, now it has to be a prequel, you know, because he right. clearly died. And which sucks because he, he like basically accepted his brother Lemon dying, giving him the necklace. And they had that beautiful flashback. And going back to the Thomas the Tank Engine um uh, the way he judged people off those stickers or whatever, I mm-hmm. that took me a little while to grasp because I wasn't familiar with that universe. And I at first I thought it was kind of a little weak sauce, but then as you as you think about it more and more, it, it's it's a great little uh, you know um, gimmick he has or whatever uh, by judging people yeah, and gives them a sticker. And I'm yeah. sure another viewing I would understand it even more. Yeah. Um. Yeah, although all those characters have that type of, uh, not always, but a lot of them have that type of uh, trope or that one characteristic that mm-hmm. sets them apart from anything else, right? Yeah. And and that just happened to be his. Right. Um, and I think that it, again, it tied in to the plot eventually. Right. Where, like you said, that's how Tangerine kind of catches on to what was really going on. It, uh, right. Yeah, and I, I had a feeling Lemon was – I think it took me a little bit to think about it, but he was drinking the bottle with the sleeping agent in it Brad Pitt put yep. in there. And I'm like, that has to have a payoff. And then he gets shot, and then I kind of stopped thinking about it for a second, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, he might be wearing a vest like yep. Tangerine told him to do, and that's got to yep. explain it. So, unfortunately, yep. those two switched places with the morning, um, each other, uh, which sucked. Yep. But. but it did it did bring up my favorite line in the movie is uh, at the end yes. when Brad Pitt and Lemon are talking <laughs> and he was like I'm sorry about you know your brother and Lemon was like he's like you know it's okay I found a new brother and Brad Pitt's like really and he's like fuck no <laughs> like, that was a great so that was a great build up <laughs> and then it was one of the and then it was one of those where I'm like ah oh, shit. Lemon just jumps up this train, you know, tackles this guy mm-hmm. on the train. They fall 100 feet into the water. I'm like, all right, so now he's dead. Right. The movie's about over. So that's I still had hope. <laughs> it paid off. Yeah. Well, yeah, because then, you know, the train ends up <laughs> train ends up crashing. Uh, Prince, uh, at the very end, gets plowed down by this uh, tangerine truck. That <laughs> was so funny. Um, and, uh, and then the after scene credit, you get, you find out that it's <laughs> Lemon, comes out of the water. Finds the truck, drives it, and he's the one that runs her over. He just keeps going, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sandra Bullock it's, with her new car, which looked awesome as hell. Like, I don't know what kind of car that is, but she's like, you know, she's like, yeah, don't yeah. be careful of it. And then a big uh, power pole falls on it. <laughs> yeah. I think that was probably my least favorite part of the movie um, is that end scene. Just the conversation, the dialogue between oh, Pitt yeah. and and her sure. it just seemed so watered down know, compared to like, the other uh, dialogue. Well, I don't maybe. know if, if like I don't know if forced is the right word or there just wasn't the there wasn't the the chemistry there that there probably should have been. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just came it came across as so uh, cardboard to me. Really, yeah. Um, and that was really the only part of the movie where I was like, ah, like a little kind of a little groany. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Was that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that a little uh, bit. Sure, sure. 
Like so, what I I know I was kind of all over the place as no, I it's, be with it's fine. Well, the movie itself is kind of that way, and <laughs> it is. And again, it's one of those. It's it's hard to track and and, and explain it in a linear fashion because there is some right. jumping around, there is some flashbacks. But what was your favorite fight sequence? Because there were so many good ones. Oh, geez, that's oh man, that's tough. I don't know if I can. God dang, I don't know. They're all really good. I mean, the the bar stuff was great. There's two fights in the bar, right? That was great. There was, yeah, there was a couple in the bar. Um, <laughs> he gets the antidote, and he's like, "Oh, you don't have a backup? You you want some water or something?" <laughs> She's just bleeding out of her. So good. That was so good. Um, yeah, man. That, I God, I don't know. They. It's hard to choose a favorite. I I mean, if I see it again, maybe I'll be able to probably be able to pick it out better, but. God, they're all so I, interesting. I, I think my favorite had to have been the one between uh, Pitt and Tangerine. And Pitt's name is Ladybug in the movie, I guess. I should yes. point that out. His name is Ladybug. Yep. Uh, so between Ladybug and Tangerine, the one in the kind of the, the commissary. Oh, car, yes. The okay. Car, yep. When the girl comes in and yes. interrupts him and, and Brad Pitt drinks the water. And he hasn't uh, paid for it. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't paid for it. And then throws the bottle at his head. <laughs> It hit his head so hard, and it doesn't break. It's so good. He actually was hospitalized, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, during this film, I guess. He, oh, really? He was, I, I don't know if he was punching a wall he thought was, like, you know, staged or fake, whatever, however you say it, but it was real, and he, like, not basically passed out right away and had to be hospitalized like for a little bit. broke his hand? What's that? Did he break his hand? I, I don't know if it broke his hand. It just I, maybe his head hit it. That might have been it. Oh, okay. and he just like he walked away from it a little bit, and he just like fell, fell down, and so they had to hospitalize him. I was like, oh shit. Um, but no, that's a. Uh, I don't know if you're good with uh, foreign money, but was it thirty thirty quid for the bottle of water? And I was trying to figure yeah. out how much that is. So I think a quid is. Dollar, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my god! Not, now that's the problem is I'm not hip on my right. Uh, I should have looked it up, but when he said he said right thirty now. quid, I was like, I was like equals, what is that? So a quid is equal. I think a quid and a pound are basically the same. Okay. And so one quid is a dollar nineteen U.S. Wow, that was an expensive I, bottle I, I, of water. Exchange, right. So yeah. I mean, it looked cool. That's state fair, that's, that's state fair prices. Right <laughs> yes. There. Yep. Iowa uh, State Fair for everyone out there like, which state fair? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, quid is basically slang term for a dollar. Okay. For a, a pound. Like, Jeez. is for a dollar. So. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, sure, we can't talk about this? He's like, nah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that was that was a good yeah. scene. God, there there's so many good fight scenes. Oh, it's so the, uh, tough to... The battle between the Elder and the White Death at the end was really good. That was good, yep. But, I mean, I love it when a samurai sword can cut through about anything. That's so cool looking. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, it's it's actually really cool how the... the hang on, I'm trying to get my uh, names right here. The White Death plotted all this, right, for vengeance over his mm -hmm. wife. When the elder kind of accidentally fell into it, not accidentally, well, he was just related to the boy, obviously, and it ended up him having vengeance as well for his wife. So they both yep. kind of like canceled each other out there. Um, yep, kind of like turned full circle. And, yeah. And again, spoiler alert, the teenage girl Prince is the White Death's daughter. Yes. 
So she would essentially be what Russian by birth. Right. And that's kind of where that muddled accent comes in because there's sure. a, even a point where she's speaking Russian to him. Yes. Yep. Yeah, you're right. And uh, and the accent from the beginning, I was like, I oh, mean, I cannot place it because it didn't come off as like straight British to me. Right. Yep. Um, it was, and I think that was on purpose. So I think it's because she was not British; she was Russian, being British. Is is where that accent was coming from? I could be mistaken, but that's what I got from it. Right. Yep. Yeah, she definitely had an accent of some kind. Um, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, everything connected. It was so cool. Like every character. Yeah, because that was another twist. Like we didn't need, but it happened to be, and it's like whoa. It's like I just thought it was really well uh, planned out. Here was one of the, the the funny things about this movie is I think of like, uh, you know, what could be considered to some fate or maybe coincidences, a lot of coincidences. Right. Um, but it didn't come across to me as being like overly coincidental to where yes. I was starting to criticize to where I was starting to criticize it, because that was one of the issues I had with the last Jurassic World movie, Dominion, which I didn't see, is, but I don't care if you spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I won't spoil it. And just I, I, I watched it for the dinosaurs, and I'll watch it again for the dinosaurs. But <laughs> the old actors you're talking a, about are the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Both. But from a plot perspective, there was a lot of just coincidences, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, convenient, right? right. A lot of conveniences. Oh, look, an axe. Yeah. Yeah. With with this, um, I didn't get that feeling from it, and that maybe that's because it was already so over the top. Yeah, and I was so engaged in the action right. that I forgave anything like that. Yes, um, but but yeah, there are a lot of those. But again, just one guy considers it fate, another guy considers it bad luck, right? And uh, and to somebody else, it could just be like a, a weird coincidence. Exactly. Yeah. Um, did you find the the flashback scene between Ladybug and Lemon when uh, he shoots Lemon shoots Ladybug? Did you find that to be like? mysterious like it was going to unravel something else about because lemon didn't remember it but it just the way it was shot and everything it felt like we missed something about that i don't know or it was just happenstance but like brad pitt looked like he was escaping from some kind of prison and across the way like it was like a parking garage looking thing and yeah lemon shoots him and i'm like that never went anywhere Unless, you know, another viewing it, something. Or maybe it's just it's just a scene. I don't know. But it just felt like in a movie that everything had a meaning. That never really yeah. had a... Never stuck a landing with it. And, yeah, I guess maybe it's just simple scene. I don't and, know, but... And I don't know if that's maybe something they're setting up for another installment. Oh, maybe. Or maybe yeah. they, because if you do get Ladybug and Lemon back together... Yeah. You know, maybe there is... Uh, That'd be a good title, too. That, especially... <laughs> Especially if you have a, a prequel where we actually see that play out and True. see more of that mission because you don't really know. We don't know what Brad Pitt's doing in that scene, where he's going or coming from. Mm -hmm. You certainly don't know what Lemon's doing in that scene. Yeah. Um, you don't know where Tangerine's at, but he's got to be somewhere around there. Right. And so maybe that's something that they're just kind of like set in there to be like, hey, we'll play with this that would down be, the road someday. That actually would be pretty clever. But of, of course, they can't meet. It'd be like from a distance, but it would be cool if they incorporated that destruction and then all of a sudden, they see this. Oh, yeah. He sees this guy with an orange jumpsuit or whatever he was wearing, and he just yeah. shoots him. And then they just move on with their movie. And it's like, oh, that's such a cool Easter egg. Like we all yeah. know that's well, from. As, as, yeah, as we saw with, um, you know, that uh, Sandra Bullock movie, which I can't remember the name. Was it Lost City? 
Yes, I didn't see it. <laughs> I, did, I did. Yes. It was, it was all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> uh, but as as we saw with that, Brad Pitt is not above doing cameos. Right. And so it's not beyond the realm of possibility that you oh, have a yeah. Kevin and Tangerine movie set in that, that time frame. Right. And Brad Pitt just pops in for a scene or two. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be, yeah, and especially if it's the same director, like, they're all kind of friendly, and, yeah, like, Pitt's cameo in Deadpool 2 was nothing, he just grabbed wires, and there he was. <laughs> oh, it was so fast, it was so fast, you don't even realize that it's him. Right, almost. It, exactly. Like, when I saw it the first time, I was like, I think it's Brad Pitt, and then <laughs> yeah. saw it again, and I was like, oh, yeah, that is Brad Pitt. So, when we started getting all these cameos, right, throughout the film, I started guessing, like, the White Death Squad with the masks. Mm-hmm. Some of them looked familiar, and I don't know if you picked up on this, and I can't confirm it online, but I swear the guy who opened that case was David Harbour from Stranger Things. Uh, I don't think it was. You don't think so? I could be wrong, but the no. eyes and the facial hair, and I know he was bald, and I was like, well, he just filmed season four, so maybe that was it, but God, it looked I like looked him. It, I looked it up on IMDb as well, because they are credited in there. Okay. Uh so one of them is called. Hold on, I gotta get down to it. It just felt like they were cause... they were stars too in a way because it was like a close up shot and yeah, I just I was like, oh my god, is that David Harbor? Like, holy shit, it's so cool. Yeah, they're because I what I was I was laughing at what their names were even. Like <laughs> they look how, badass. How in yeah. Film. So let me see if I can find it here. Uh, don't mind me. No, you're fine. Editing. Uh, it's it's a. Okay, so the, 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 the one that you're thinking of that was David Harbour, he was he was called Curious Merc. Okay. The the black gentleman he was with was called Angry Merc. Okay. Uh, Garland Scott played the Angry Merc, and I don't necessarily recognize him from... I know he he's, looks like he's done some other things, but I don't recognize any of that okay. previous work. The Curious Merc... Um, what if he looks is, like David Arbor in real life? Is Jason Matthew Smith? Okay. Who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was in the Star Trek movies. He was in Longmire. He played a character called Cupcake in the Star Trek movies. Uh, oh shit! Yes, I know who you're talking about. Okay, he kind of does look like David Arbor. Yeah. Yeah. Holy uh, he, shit! He was, that's like, him. Wow. He was in Son- Sons of Anarchy. I know he exactly you're talking about now. Yep. A lot of TV stuff. Longmire. Um, and he said cupcake. I'm like, oh, I remember him. Yep. Okay. It's it connects now. Okay. Because I could not for the life of me confirm that was David Arbor. And I was like, well, maybe he just did a you know non credited cameo because it's like, God, he looked he looked like him. Like fuck. Yeah, I would not have been surprised if if somebody like that popped in there. Right. Yeah. I, oh, that's so cool. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, and and this whole movie was based off a book too, uh, Kataro uh, Isaka. I saw. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, and he wrote a series of films, maybe books too. I didn't do a whole lot of research, a deep dive. That is, but he basically writes movies that are in a world of assassins, and so they're. I was wondering if this was a series already, you know, out there they could just adapt, but I don't think so so far from what i found but yeah every story he's got similar circumstances kind of yeah the movie itself i believe has done well uh box office wise yes 
Yep. And I don't think it had a huge budget either, so it should definitely make back everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's, much a hit. Only, no, let's see. The budget for this movie was, I think, about $90 million. Oh, gosh, yeah. It'll easily make that back. I think it opened here and, with and that 30 was, That's like, you know, pre-marketing, so you're probably yeah. talking so it's like 20, 130 Yep. after marketing, so... Oh, it'll make it back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, the minute I we got done with this uh, this film, I saw it with my cousin, Ed. You know him. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes, love yes. Um, I've been trying to get him on uh, a podcast, so uh, he's very tough. Uh, maybe we get him enough drinks, go to Teehees or something. But um, There we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I think I told him, I was like, yeah, this is a movie I would own. I would buy this film for my collection. Like, you know starting to get picky with my films because you know i'm getting 4ks now and they're going up and it's like well should i put this you know add this to my list or not like this film i could see i could see myself watching it over and over again in a way you know it easily once a year for sure it's just it's that good but yeah i i I really hope there's a franchise um going forward i i think they could introduce so many cool new characters and bring back some as well expand on some maybe maybe Channing Tatum's assassin who knows I don't know. <laughs> never know uh, that would know. have been funny uh, that would have been cool <laughs> right um, <laughs> yeah yeah that would have been fun yeah so it was I, fun I, I assume the movie is going to make money I mean it's only been out for what a week yeah two weeks um it, uh, yeah just and... uh, just a week week Friday week tomorrow yeah okay yeah yep. I, I think it's already kind of nearing 80 oh yeah it'll, um, it'll make it so back. it's already nearing yeah, so I think it'll do much, especially in the international market. I think it's got a lot of appeal to the international market as well. So. Yes, yep, uh, especially uh, Japan. Brad Pitt alone is very popular in Japan, I guess. And yeah, this whole, this whole, you know, movie is you know the Japanese culture. Like it's, um, yeah, it's very characteristic. The the train, each train car has got its own personality. I mean, it's just so cool. Um, everything's just done so well. The look, you know, the costuming acting like it's just a fun ride it's really really good good film um yeah i guess the thought would be if there are sequels like do they have to be on something that's moving really fast or or something that's trapped them there because otherwise you lose that what but you don't want to be repetitive either like can't be another train movie it's got to be i don't know a cruise that'd be too slow probably (laughs) yeah but yeah that that's kind of a gimmick too with this whole situation so i don't know I don't know. I don't know if they, I mean, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Uh, hopefully they, they use the same people, you know, uh, to, to make another one. Uh, but yeah, worst case, if we don't get another one, definitely a prequel, uh, with Tangerine and Lemon would be great. Yeah. I would, I mean, I would be more interested in that than a sequel. Yeah. Um, anyway. So. Oh yeah. Cause those guys could have gotten to so many hijinks. Like there's a film or two probably there <laughs> you could easily oh, do. Yeah. In my ramblings, what did I miss that you wanted to uh, to cover as far as plot points, uh, That's, characters? I think everything's pretty much been, yeah, I think everyone, everything's been solved. I think the biggest thing I just had was that flashback scene and whether or not that was David Harbour. So we definitely, uh, <laughs> we solved one of them. But yeah, like, uh, like we said, they do a prequel and they insert that scene uh, in a way would make a lot more sense. But yeah, that was the only thing I was scratching my head at. Like, cause they showed it twice and I was like, what is the significance of this? 
because Lemon didn't remember shooting him. So it's like, why is this brought up? Why does Pitt, why does Ladybug remember it? You know? Um, so I just thought it maybe is a director's cut. I don't know <laughs> we're going to get. Uh, but yeah, like I said, second viewing or so, maybe maybe there'll be a clearer answer as to why that was so prominently uh, shown. So um yeah, I I definitely plan on seeing it a second time in the theater. So yeah, and I would if I had time and uh, stuff. And uh, who my, knows? My, my yeah, my son really wants to see it again. Um, and that said, for those with kids, I would say it is a hard R movie as far as the violence goes. Yes, uh, there's one sex scene. Violence, <laughs> and it's it's so fast. It's oh, it is. Yeah, quick one. Yeah, it's pretty fast, but yeah, it's it's you know ultra violent, but uh, you know. I can't speak for anyone else's kids. Mine is evidently <laughs> desensitized. Right. Yep. No. Yeah. I. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. That. That's a hard judgment call. You know. I, I'm pretty strict with my kids when they watch movies like this. But then again, I. I know I grew up watching them, <laughs> even younger than they were. And it's like oh, I'm just kind of like, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. You know. Like yeah, let's let's yeah. go. So I don't know if it, I, I, with you it was a casual like gradual thing or you were just like you know what, it'd be all right. Just watch it. No, let's see. I what with hit with this movie or or just I guess just when you started to allow him to see grown or grown up films, I, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know exactly when when that kind of started. I remember like going to see like Deadpool. Okay, yeah. Um, and being like, oh yeah, this is hard R, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's so a tough I don't call. Remember, yeah, I don't remember when when that started with with my kids. I remember when it started with me, and yeah. that was eight year old Jonah popping in the VHS tape of RoboCop. Oh, dude, yeah, and totally. That's a different type of violence than this movie because that violence <laughs> is all practical effects. RoboCop, CGI. RoboCop, I think it was eighty seven. I was six and I watched it. Yeah. yeah, and I so I probably saw it a year later, you know, <laughs> on, on VHS, running it from movies to go. There you go. Uh, Shout out. They're not yeah, there. No. Crickets. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is now. The movies to go that I used to get movies from, I think is now a Mexican grocery store. Oh, cool. Maybe they got movies in the back. Over by over by Grandview College. So. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we yeah, have anything anymore. It's it's sad. That's that's kind of when I, when I started, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, I remember almost getting sick at the, uh, when, um, when, um, Bodyguard, is that his name? Uh, gets picked in the neck oh. by RoboCop. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh! Uh, but yeah, that movie still. St- I tell you what, I watch that movie all the time. It still stands up. Yeah, and it's, it's coming out in 4K. Everyone out there who's really into physical media, check it out. Oh, but, yeah, I just, I just sold off like all my DVDs. I got rid of all of them. Really, you're you're fully digital now. Fully digital, and I think I've uh, I'm up to like 425 movies. Wow! On iTunes, so I if that ever goes away, I will be screwed. I don't like if it just vanishes one day, I would probably lose my mind. That's I mean that's the gamble in the end, isn't it? Especially with streaming, yeah. it's like, hey, you're gonna now pay us 50 bucks a month. Like, no, I'm not. Well, you don't get to see any of this stuff. So yeah. <laughs> Everyone out there, go check out Bullet Train. Have a fun time at the theater. Uh, With that said, uh, I'm Josh. And I'm Jonah. Take care. See you guys.